You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. Welcome again to the New Day of Hope broadcast. Listen, man, we are really excited to be with you one more time. You know, there is joy in serving the Lord. So thank you so much for spending the next few minutes with us. And listen, man, I know your heart will be blessed. I know your soul will be revived and it will be refreshed in the things of the Lord. Glory to our God. The subject for today is fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. And our scripture portion is coming from John chapter 15 verses 1 through 17. But for the sake of time, we will just look at verse 11, which says, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. So the Lord Jesus Christ wants each of his children to experience joy to the full. We know this because of what I just read to you. Notice when Jesus spoke these words, it was a strange time to talk about joy because soon he will be in dark Gethsemane. He was on his way to the cross. So shortly after that, he will be facing his accusers and he'll be facing those who hated him and they will mock him and then he will be crucified for your sins and my sins. So in the face of all of this, he spoke of my joy. And it is significant that so far as the scripture records are concerned, this is the only time that he spoke of his joy. How unique this joy must have been if it still remained with him in his time of greatest trial and testing. That's a lesson we can learn. The Lord's provision for all his children is that his joy should be their joy, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. So in spite of what is going on around us, he wants us to have fullness of joy. So we will notice three truths in this statement. And the first one is, as Christian, we are to be joyful. Joy should be the prevailing characteristic in our lives. Amen. So my wife was just saying, as Christians, we are to be joyful. Joy should be the prevailing characteristics in our lives. Men, listen, we must admit, however, that often we are sad, often we are somber and gloomy, and that's not the way for a child of God to be because the happiest person on the top side of this earth tonight ought to be a born-again believer. The Bible teaches that as Christians, we should be joyful in everything. In Philippians 4 and verse 4, he says, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. We have to have that joy because the joy of the Lord is our strength. In 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 16, it says, Always be joyful. We should experience joy 
at the time of our conversion. And that's what happened when Zacchaeus experienced that moment. So in Acts 19 and verse 6, as we see that Zacchaeus had a moment of excitement, a moment of joy, as I just said, because Jesus asked him to come down. He quickly came down and there was great excitement, great joy in his heart and in his life. If you are familiar with the word in Acts chapter 8 and verse 39, when the eunuch was taken away, you know, that was a great moment also. Uh, he was rejoicing. Everybody who comes to Christ, there is a moment of... In fact, the Bible says that there is joy in heaven over one sinner that repenteth. And I mean, not only in heaven, but there is joy in the heart of the individual who gives his life over to Christ. If you are saved and you are not excited, if you are saved and you are not happy, then you need to check this over again. Something is radically wrong. So as Christians, we ought to be joyful when reading God's word. That's why Jeremiah 15 verse 16 says, When I discover your words, I devour them. They are my joy and my heart's delight. For I bear your name, O Lord God of heaven's army. So the word of God is like food to our soul. So Jeremiah devour the word. We sometimes devour food, so we should also get a taste for the word of God. Amen. As believers, as a child of God, there should be joy in your heart when you are in prayer. When you are in prayer. In John chapter 16 and verse 24, he was talking about, you haven't done this before. Ask using my name. That's what Jesus is saying. And you will receive and you will have abundant joy. Of course, if you ask in his name, he says, the Bible says, ask and you shall receive, seek and you will find, knock and the doors shall be opened unto you. But in the next verse, he says, because everyone who asks receives. And so if you ask in the name of the Son and then you receive, he says, you will have abundant joy. And that, my friend, is a blessing indeed. Amen. Even in the midst of fiery trials, you can still be joyful. You're not joyful because of the trial. You're joyful because you know that God will bring you out of whatever trials or testing you might be going through. And that's why James 1 verse 2 says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Why? Because God will deliver you. He will come through for you. Amen and amen. So you know, my friends, as believers, as Christians, when we are persecuted for Christ's sake, we ought to still have joy. The apostles left the high council, it says in Acts chapter 5, and I think verse 41, rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Christ. We really can't say we are suffering persecution in, in this country or in your country, wherever you are from. There are places, there are countries in this world where Christians 
cannot worship God like you and I are worshiping God on a Sunday morning. They have to literally hide to do that. And sometimes they are being killed. Their buildings are burned down. And the list goes on and on. So they can talk about that. But we have to rejoice when we are suffering for the cause of the gospel of Christ. We have to be joyful when we are going through stuff like that because the Bible says that the sufferings of this present time, guess what? They are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed to us Amen. in the last day. So we ought to be joyful when serving the Lord. This is very important. You got to be a happy person because you are serving the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And Luke 15 verse 6, that's a very familiar chapter, talks about the man that has a hundred sheep and one of them went astray and he went looking for that sheep. And it says when he found the sheep, he called his neighbors and he called his friends saying rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. We also think about the woman in John 4 who when she was at Samaria and when Jesus asked her for water and she left her water pot and went and called the whole village saying, come see a man that told me all that I've done. Is this not the Christ? She was rejoicing. She was serving the Lord. She was telling others about the goodness of God. And that's what it is to be joyful because you are so excited. You want others to know about your Jesus. Amen. So the question then would be handy right now to ask you, when was the last time that you really experienced that kind of joy simply because you shared Christ with somebody along the way? That's what Jesus said we must do. He said we must go into all the world and preach the gospel. I know today we are busy trying to gain wealth and all of that stuff. And we forget the real meaning, the real reason why we are here in the land of the living. We are here so we can win souls for Christ. He said we must go into the highways and into the byways. And in fact, Jesus said we have to compel men to come to him. So since we are talking about joy to the fullest, uh, this joy, my friends, should be ours until the journey's end. According to Acts chapter 20 and verse 24, he says, But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus himself. You know, my friends, we all have an assignment. We are here on assignment. And if you do not know what your assignment is, then hopefully after this lesson, you will ponder on what we have said and find your assignment and go after it and fulfill it for the cause of Christ. The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful and the matchless grace of God as Christians. We should be always rejoicing. Mm. Always rejoicing, especially when we are spreading the gospel, especially when we are sharing the good news, especially when we are telling the lost, when we are trying to reach the lost at any cost for the cause of Christ, we should always rejoice. And again, I, I quote Philippians 4 and verse 4, always be full of joy 
in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. My friends, rejoice when you are telling others about Christ, when you are reaching souls for Christ, when you are spreading the gospel of Christ, when you are sharing the good news of Christ, when you are showing others the way that leads to God, that is enough reason to make you sing and shout. That's enough reason to make you dance about because you know you are doing what God has called you to do. Glory be to God. That's right. Because, you know, joy is not based on what's going on around you because you have the joy of the Lord deep down within. That's why the song says, I have a joy, joy, joy dung in my heart. And it's dung in my heart to stay. The devil doesn't like it, but guess what? It's there to stay. And he cannot remove that joy unless you allow it. Only you can cause him to take away your joy. So once you're a child of God, be joyful. Doesn't matter what's going on around you. You can still be joyful in this world. Amen, my friends. And you must not let anybody steal your joy from you. No, nobody in this world is worthy of stealing your joy. Remember I quoted earlier in this lesson that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And if the joy of the Lord is your strength, why would you want somebody to take it away from you? Stand fast and hold on to God's unchanging hand and remain joyful in everything that you are doing for the cause of the kingdom. Thank you so much, my friends, for joining us tonight. You know, my friends, we never bring our broadcast to a close without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. If you want joy, real joy, wonderful joy, the only thing you have to do is to let Jesus come into your heart. Father, we want to thank you and we praise you for your words. We thank you because we know that the joy that is in us, even though the devil doesn't like it, is done in our hearts and you have given it to us. So we thank you. But we pray for those who do not have that kind of joy in their hearts tonight that you would speak to them and you would bring them to a saving knowledge of Christ so they too can have that joy. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. So if you were inspired by today's study, we encourage you to reach out to us at newdeafopatlanta at gmail.com. Once again, that's newdeafopatlanta at gmail.com. So until then, God be with you, my friends. You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. Welcome again to the New Day of Hope broadcast. Listen, man, we are really excited to be with you one more time. You know, there is joy in serving the Lord. So thank you so much for spending the next few minutes with us. And listen, man, I know your heart will be blessed. I know your soul will be revived and it will be refreshed in the things of the Lord. Glory to our God. The subject for today is fullness of joy. 
fullness of joy. And our scripture portion is coming from John chapter 15 verses 1 through 17. But for the sake of time, we will just look at verse 11, which says, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. So the Lord Jesus Christ wants each of his children to experience joy to the full. We know this because of what I just read to you. Notice when Jesus spoke these words, it was a strange time to talk about joy because soon he will be in dark Gethsemane. He was on his way to the cross. So shortly after that, he will be facing his accusers and he'll be facing those who hated him and they will mock him and then he will be crucified for your sins and my sins. So in the face of all of this, he spoke of my joy. And it is significant that so far as the scripture records are concerned, this is the only time that he spoke of his joy. How unique this joy must have been if it still remained with him in his time of greatest trial and testing. That's a lesson we can learn. The Lord's provision for all his children is that his joy should be their joy, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. So in spite of what is going on around us, he wants us to have fullness of joy. So we will notice three truths in this statement. And the first one is, as Christian, we are to be joyful. Joy should be the prevailing characteristic in our lives. Amen. So my wife was just saying, as Christians, we are to be joyful. Joy should be the prevailing characteristics in our lives. Man, listen, we must admit, however, that often we are sad. Often we are somber and gloomy. And that's not the way for a child of God to be because the happiest person on the top side of this earth tonight ought to be a born-again believer. The Bible teaches that as Christians, we should be joyful in everything. In Philippians 4 and verse 4, he says, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. We have to have that joy because the joy of the Lord is our strength. In 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 16, it says, Always be joyful. We should experience joy at the time of our conversion. And that's what happened when Zacchaeus experienced that moment. So in Acts 19 and verse 6, as we see that Zacchaeus had a moment of excitement, a moment of joy, as I just said, because Jesus asked him to come down. He quickly came down and there was great excitement, great joy in his heart and in his life. If you are familiar with the word in Acts chapter 8 and verse 39, when the eunuch was taken away, you know, that was a great moment also. Uh, he was rejoicing. Everybody who comes to Christ, there is a moment of, in fact, the Bible says that there is joy in heaven over one sinner that repenteth. And I mean, not only in heaven, but there is joy in the heart of the individual 
who gives his life over to Christ. If you are saved and you are not excited, if you are saved and you are not happy, then you need to check this over again. Something is radically wrong. So as Christians, we ought to be joyful when reading God's word. That's why Jeremiah 15 verse 16 says, When I discover your words, I devour them. They are my joy and my heart's delight, for I bear your name, O Lord God of heaven's army. So the word of God is like food to our souls. So Jeremiah devour the word. We sometimes devour food, so we should also get a taste for the word of God. Amen. As believers, as a child of God, there should be joy in your heart when you are in prayer. When you are in prayer. In John chapter 16 and verse 24, he was talking about, you haven't done this before. Ask using my name. That's what Jesus is saying. And you will receive and you will have abundant joy. Of course, if you ask in his name, he says, the Bible says, Ask and you shall receive, seek and you will find, knock and the doors shall be opened unto you. But in the next verse he says, because everyone who asks receives. And so if you ask in the name of the Son and then you receive, he says you will have abundant joy. And that, my friend, is a blessing indeed. Amen. Even in the midst of fiery trials, you can still be joyful. You're not joyful because of the trial. You're joyful because you know that God will bring you out of whatever trials or testing you might be going through. And that's why James 1 verse 2 says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Why? Because God will deliver you. He will come through for you. Amen and amen. So you know, my friends, as believers, as Christians, when we are persecuted for Christ's sake, we ought to still have joy. The apostles left the high council, it says in Acts chapter 5 and I think verse 41, rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Christ. We really can't say we are suffering persecution in, in this country or in your country, wherever you are from. There are places, there are countries in this world where Christians cannot worship God like you and I are worshiping God on a Sunday morning. They have to literally hide to do that. And sometimes they are being killed. Their buildings are burned down. And the list goes on and on. So they can talk about that. But we have to rejoice when we are suffering for the cause of the gospel of Christ. We have to be joyful when we are going through stuff like that. Because the Bible says that the sufferings of this present time, guess what? They are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed to us Amen. in the last day. So we ought to be joyful when serving the Lord. This is very important. You got to be a happy person because you are serving the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And Luke 15 verse 6, that's a very familiar chapter, talks about 
the man that has a hundred sheep and one of them went astray and he went looking for that sheep. And it says when he found the sheep, he called his neighbors and he called his friends saying rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. We also think about the woman in John 4 who when she was at Samaria and when Jesus asked her for water and she left her water pot and went and called the whole village saying come see a man that told me all that have done. Is this not the Christ? She was rejoicing. She was serving the Lord. She was telling others about the goodness of God. And that's what it is to be joyful because you are so excited. You want others to know about your Jesus. Amen. So the question then would be handy right now to ask you, when was the last time that you really experienced that kind of joy simply because you shared Christ with somebody along the way. That's what Jesus said we must do. He said we must go into all the world and preach the gospel. I know today we are busy trying to gain wealth and all of that stuff and we forget the real meaning, the real reason why we are here in the land of the living. We are here so we can win souls for Christ. He said we must go into the highways and into the byways and in fact, Jesus said we have to compel men to come to him. So since we are talking about joy to the fullest, uh, this joy, my friends, should be ours until the journey's end. According to Acts chapter 20 and verse 24, he says, But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus himself. You know, my friends, we all have an assignment. We are here on assignment. And if you do not know what your assignment is, then hopefully after this lesson, you will ponder on what we have said and find your assignment and go after it and fulfill it for the cause of Christ. The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful and the matchless grace of God as Christians. We should be always rejoicing. Mm. Always rejoicing, especially when we are spreading the gospel, especially when we are sharing the good news, especially when we are telling the lost, when we are trying to reach the lost at any cost for the cause of Christ, we should always rejoice. And again, I, I quote Philippians 4 and verse 4, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. My friends, rejoice when you are telling others about Christ, when you are reaching souls for Christ, when you are spreading the gospel of Christ, when you are sharing the good news of Christ, when you are showing others the way that leads to God, that is enough reason to make you sing and shout. That's enough reason to make you dance about because you know you are doing what God has called you to do. Glory be to God. That's right. Because, you know, joy is not based on what's going on around you because you have the joy of the Lord deep down within. That's why the song says, I have a joy, joy, joy down in my heart. And it's down in my heart to stay. The devil doesn't like it, but guess what? It's there to stay. And he cannot remove that joy unless you allow it. Only you 
can cause him to take away your joy. So once you're a child of God, be joyful. Doesn't matter what's going on around you. You can still be joyful in this world. Amen, my friends. And you must not let anybody steal your joy from you. No, nobody in this world is worthy of stealing your joy. Remember I quoted earlier in this lesson that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And if the joy of the Lord is your strength, why would you want somebody to take it away from you? Stand fast and hold on to God's unchanging hand and remain joyful in everything that you are doing for the cause of the kingdom. Thank you so much, my friends, for joining us tonight. You know, my friends, we never bring our broadcast to a close without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. If you want joy, real joy, wonderful joy, the only thing you have to do is to let Jesus come into your heart. Father, we want to thank you and we praise you for your words. We thank you because we know that the joy that is in us, even though the devil doesn't like it, is done in our hearts and you have given it to us. So we thank you. But we pray for those who do not have that kind of joy in their hearts tonight that you would speak to them and you would bring them to a saving knowledge of Christ so they too can have that joy. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. So if you were inspired by today's study, we encourage you to reach out to us at newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com. Once again, that's newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com. So until then, God be with you, my friends.